Wow. Good morning, everybody. Good to see your smiling, beautiful faces. Happy Mother's Day again. We're so glad that all of you are here, especially if you're a first-time guest. We'd love to get to know you. My name is Darren Davis. My wife, Wendy, and I are here and with an amazing team and just honored to be with you on this day. I want to uh, thank everybody for your patience and your grace with all of the road construction that's going on. We're, we're getting closer to at least this street being done, which will be nice because then we'll have a brand new paved roadway coming into our parking lot. So thank you for just your patience there. You know, a lot of times with, with renovation and things being made new, there's that, that upfront uh, kind of aggravation with it all. But in the end, it's going to be worth it, right? Pompano is going to be a brand new city one day, and, and we're excited to just be a part of that. So thank you. We're going to take a look at a message today that I'm titled, Can a Nation Be Born in a Day? And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this concept that's actually in the Word of the Lord. Like, could, could God's people rise in such a profound way in a moment, like literally in a day? And I, I believe the answer to that is yes, but there's a very key component that is necessary to see this happen. And it has to do with ladies, with women of God, and the way that they've been designed in his image. And there's something very unique about, about women in the image of the Lord and, and even the nature of God that we don't talk a whole lot about or haven't in the past anyhow in church um, relating to the nature of the Lord actually being partially feminine. I know that may sound intense, but, but bear with me. I'm going to just kind of go there a little bit in the word of the Lord today as it relates to that. But it's very key because how many of you know that as um, he has created us in his image, we'll see a minute, in a minute here, scripture, male and female, as we come together, male and female, in the glory of God, there's going to be power released in the manifestation of that. And if you look historically, I don't think there's any... Uh, mistaking this, that, that women over the course of human history have really been suppressed in who they really are as ones created in the image of God. And I believe the Lord is doing something there, very, very beautiful. He's, I know he's doing that in our community, has been from the very beginning as it relates to uh, these, these beautiful, beautiful uh, ladies that are in our midst. I want you to look with me at Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. And I'm just talking to you today for a moment. Okay, that's, that's, that's really the posture I, I feel as we come into this message. And, and even I, I, I have a sense that, that there's going to be some really powerful uh, comfort um, in our midst today, a grace of just the comfort of God and, and the healing grace of God just over our hearts today in this place. But look, look at this verse, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. Now look at this language here. He says, how often have I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. Now I know we all would have our own stories about our own moms, but how many of you know moms can be a little overprotective at times, right? Right? Oh, my God. I mean, I, 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 get, I get, you know, have a couple of boys, and boys are a little more rambunctious than girls. How many of you know that? You know? And they do some crazy things, you know? In fact, Luke went to Mexico on a, on a mission trip this last year, and, and 
you know, we thought he's down there just, you know, ministering to the people and stuff. Meanwhile, we find out he was jumping off of cliffs. And I, you know, I'm a dad, you know, and I used to do that. And I'm like, Luke, just please don't even tell us what you did on these trips. I mean, it's just a lot to handle because, you know, we're so worried about our kids. But moms are especially like that, you know. Any little bump and bruise, they're right there, you know, taking care of us because it's the heart and nature inside of a woman, inside of a mom to give care, to give comfort, to give consolidation, to to make sure that your children and others are safe. Isn't that powerful? You know, there's something about the nature of the Lord being expressed here where Jesus is like, listen, I want you all to be under my care so that you feel safe. Because little did they know that a bunch of stuff was getting ready to go down in Jerusalem. The temple that they knew was going to be torn from top to bottom. There was going to be a lot of crazy stuff that was going to happen. And he was like, oh, if you, if you were just able to listen to me, if you could just hear my words, you know, listen to mom, right? I mean, how many of you know you wish you would have listened to mom on some things growing up, right? I, I am learning that, that I still listen to mom by listening to Wendy. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Holy cow, you know? If it wouldn't have been for listening to her, I may not be standing on this stage right now, you know? There's a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom in that, in, in that feminine persona. It's, 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 it's much, much more wisdom oftentimes than, than us male men, right? Come on, somebody. I mean, I don't, know even, I don't know how long it takes for our frontal lobes to develop, but I think it's a little longer than, than women, right? So if they would just listen to Jesus... So he's just telling them, listen, I want to gather you together. I want you to come under me, come under my care. How many of you would agree that that's very motherly language right there? Very motherly language. If we go back to Genesis, we can see in chapter 1, verse 26, where God says, let us make human beings in our image. Human beings in our image. If we look down at verse 27... He says he created human beings in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, male and, okay, come on, work with me here, male and female, he created them, he created them. And so this is very, very important for us to see, there's, there's, there's understanding that's being related to who women are. Now, I want, you, I want to show you something in, in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, just throughout, is one of my most favorite books of all time. But look what Isaiah says. This is incredible insight. I actually have never seen some of these verses before. But he says, in verse 13, he says, Sing for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst forth into song, O mountains. For the Lord has, here it is, there's some language, comforted his people. And will have compassion on them in their suffering. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna illustrate something here in just a minute, but but this is where when you've lived enough life, those that have you know walked through various seasons, you know that 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 life is not always easy, that there, there are difficult times. There is the reality, even in Jesus of suffering. But there's a lie that's propagated from our enemy that says this. 
We see it in verse 14, very next verse, that says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. See, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a difficult time, that's the little voice that comes and whispers in your ear. God has deserted you. God has forgotten you. You know, maybe this was just your lot in life. Maybe this is, this is how the cards were supposed to play out for you. Maybe the Lord doesn't even, doesn't even care. Maybe he's nowhere near you in this time of suffering. It's a lie, and God answers this lie. We see this in verse 15. He says, emphatically, never. And he's, and he's talking about his nature. He, hears, he says, can a mother forget a nursing child? Can she feel no love for her child that she has born? We know that, that any, any mom in this room, you know that that is completely contrary to your nature as a mother, especially with the child that you've brought forth out of your womb. There's no way that you can, that you can feel no love for that child. And he, but he says, just to qualify it, even if it was possible, because for humans there, there is that possibility on a very rare occasion. But he said, I will not forget you. I will not forget you. Now this is incredible language in verse 16. He says, see, oh, I love this, have written your name, now check this out, this is incredible, on the where, palm of my hands. The cross. Where were those nails pierced through the body of Jesus? Right here on his hands. And he has written our names on the palm of his hands. This is a foreshadowing of the things that were to come. And he says, and on in mind, crown of thorns, is a picture of Jerusalem's walls in ruins. It's incredible like prophetic foreshadowing right here. I was talking to, to one of our team members this last week who was walking through a very difficult situation with their father who is, you know, suffering significantly with some major health complications that were going on, have been hospitalized. This individual was in the hospital and, and, and sitting there in this moment of seeing her own dad suffer. And then hearing, even across the hospital, these cries and these screams of other people that were going through very difficult situations. And when I called to check on this person, they actually were finding themselves in this very moment. And, and we got in this conversation, and, and the question was asked, Darren, where's God in the, in, in the midst of all of this? You know, because there's, there's real reality here. I mean, there's... There's the kingdom of God that has that come fully and in full force through Jesus that, that has, has conquered sin, hell, and the death and has made possibility for breakthrough on any and all and every level. And yet at the same time, 
there's moments where there's not breakthrough, where we're walking through challenge. So the question was, where is God in all this? And I was thinking about it. I was just kind of pondering it in that moment. And I was thinking about Jesus in the garden right before the cross. And it says in that moment, as I believe theologically, like the sin of the world began to come upon him. This one who knew no sin, the sin of the world, begins to come upon him in the garden. Because he, the one who knew no sin, needed to become sin for us. Past, present, and future sin begins to come upon him on the garden. And by the time he gets to the cross, it's at full resonance in his body. You see, the beating that Jesus suffered was not the biggest deal for him. I mean, it was a painful, excruciating torturous death, but the biggest issue that Jesus faced was allowing, as a, as a sinless, perfect uh, uh, you know, manifestation of God in the flesh, was having all of that sin and that brokenness come upon him. That's really powerful to think about, because when we're sitting in our place of suffering, trial, challenge, and needing comfort... There's a God that we can reference and go to and connect with in conversation that completely understands because that situation, that sin, that sickness, that brokenness came upon him in that place. I don't want to belabor this, but I want you to personalize this for just a minute. When you're going through whatever, maybe you're in this room today walking through something. Maybe you're in need of great comfort this morning Tomorrow or the next day or a month from now, you will. year from now. I want you to identify whatever you're facing, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through or a loved one or a close friend is going through. And I want you to remember and think about this, that that is what came upon Jesus himself in that garden. So, For the joy, it says, that was set before him. Come on, come on, come on. He endured the cross because he already had in his mind with that crown of thorns that was piercing down, he saw the ruins of Jerusalem. And by the way, it's not even talking necessarily about a city. That was what was was representatively happening on the earth. Jerusalem is the house of peace. It's us. It's the children of God on the earth. We're the ones that make up this city. We're the living stones that take its place in the walls of God. And he was seeing the crumbling of this at the, at the enemy's effort to strike a blow that he thought was going to bring devastation not only to all of humanity but to God himself. To God himself. He thought in his mind, I'm going to deal this death blow, it's going to take out Jesus, the Son of God, and it's not only going to take him out, but it's going to take out all of humanity. But written on his palms were our names and our life stories and our situations that was upfront and personal to him in his heart. We don't serve a disconnected God, a God that is, that is absent from us as some detached father, and quite the contrary. He is, he is a very present comforting force in the world to all of us. In fact, I believe there is certainty ultimately in the victory, whether we see it now 
You know, because we all have our own stories. I'm two years removed from my mother passing away from cancer, and she believed with all of her heart that she was going to experience healing from that disease, which did not happen. But I have consolation in my spirit because I know that though she didn't see it here on the earth, she saw victory when she rose up out of that body. Right? Either way, we win. Kingdom of God is victorious. And if you look at the verse here, in Isaiah 66, verse 6, God addresses this, and he says, what is all the commotion in the city? What is the terrible noise from the temple? And I love it. I love his answer. It's the voice of God taking vengeance against his enemies. You see, the adversary, he's so fearful of us and what Jesus has actually done that he tries to project fear on us when commotion is happening. Come on, you get into a chaos, chaotic situation. You think, oh, my God, what's happening here? And I'm telling you, Jesus is all up in the midst of that, bringing vengeance against our enemies. Actually, that's really what's going on. That's what was happening here in the city. I love the next verse. In, in, in verse 6, it says, before the birth pains even began. This, come on, this is prophetic foreshadowing of the Son of God. Jerusalem gives birth to a son. How could we not see Messiah in the Old Testament? Before even the birth pains begin, Jerusalem has given birth to a son. Verse 8, who has ever seen anything as strange as this? Who has ever heard such a thing? And here it is. He asks the question. As this mothering, nurturing, comforting nature of God is filtering through the word of the Lord to us. He says, has a nation ever been born in a single day? Has a country ever come forth in a moment? He said, but by the time the Jerusalem's birth pains begin, here it is, her children will be born. Wow. Jesus was called the firstborn of what? Many brethren. When he was brought forth, it set something in motion that can never, ever, ever be stopped. All of the commotion, all of the distraction, he had our names on his palms. And he saw it in his mind that was coming. So he entered into the world to take all this upon Take this as a verse of consolation. Isaiah 66, 12. He says, this is what the Lord says. And let's think of ourselves here as the house of peace. He said, I will give Jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity. In fact, Jerusalem literally means house of peace. And the wealth of the nations will flow to her. And her children will be nursed at her breast and carried in her arms and held on her lap. The mothering, beautiful nature of God. And the Father says, I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. 
What I want to do is the, the, the team comes back up. I was, I was just thinking about this moment in human history and the people that may be sitting in this room that need consolation, that need comfort, that need this aspect of the nature of the Father. And not that it's solely going to be answered by the women that God is raising up in this moment. I believe that there's very significant reality that, that's, that's attributed to the, the ladies that are a part of this community that God is breathing on. That is going to add the fuel to the fire to see a nation come forth in a day. To see a city born in this moment. But as I close, I, I want to I put this thought out. I felt like I heard the Lord say in my heart, the ones who are going to bring comfort, they themselves need to first be comforted. Wendy and I were just at a, at a wedding uh, this weekend, and it was beautiful. But, but you know when you get in these settings with families, and you know you got two families coming together, you got all the aunts, the uncles, the cousins, and everybody. You got different. It was, it was very um, interesting as we would bounce conversation back and forth off each other of what we would were feeling around certain people. And some of the ladies that were present at this wedding, we could feel the pain. And yet, with our eyes, as we were looking at them through the lens of the Father, we could see the beauty. The beauty that they were always, in His heart, intended to walk in. So, the ministry time today is open to all of us. But I'm really asking that God would do something powerful and profound in our ladies today, in our mothers today, in the women in this room. In fact, if you would just all join with me, let's just close our eyes. And I, I want to I just think about the things that we've just heard. I want us to ponder in our hearts the words of God as the enemy tries to whisper into our ear maybe the Lord has forgotten you and we can maybe it's maybe it's a distant cry from way off way off somewhere else but we hear the sound that says never never the crown of thorns that I wore on my head says the Lord I saw the destruction in my mind Can you imagine Jesus in heaven? He's just like, Father, when can I go? When can I go? When can we do this? But in the perfect moment, he was born into the earth. And Jerusalem 
The people of God gave birth to a son. And he lived a flawless, perfect life. Oh, what a gospel. And yet upon that time in the garden when he was praying and wanting some of his friends to stand with him and the sin and the weight and the brokenness of the world began to come upon him so much so that he began to sweat great drops of blood. so intense that even at one moment he said God if this cup could pass from me but nonetheless let your will be done I believe he looked down on the palm of his hands and he saw your name he saw my name and in the midst of the adversary trying to stir things up he said what's what's the commotion in the city all about I'll tell you what the commotion in the city is all about it's about me bringing vengeance to the enemies of the people of God yeah blessing and life peace was poured out on the earth through the water that flowed from Jesus' side and the blood spilled from his feet from his hands if you're a lady today would you stand up in this room and I just want to speak a blessing over you hear this from the heart of your father for new mothers with new responsibility, for expectant mothers wandering and waiting, for those who are tired and weary and those who must balance work and family, for those who raise their young on their own, for those who have chosen to care for children with disabilities, for those who have selflessly placed their child for adoption, for those mothers who have adopted them as their own, for those who have lost a child, for those who care for the children of others, for those whose children have left home, and for those who desire to be a mother has not yet be fulfill been fulfilled. For every woman who has been called to spiritually mother a generation, I bless you with this today. May your love be deep and tender. May your heart be open to all that the Lord has for you. May you always hold fast to the truth. And may the peace of Christ rule over your heart. You are chosen. You are appointed to go and to produce life. You are and always will be more precious than the finest jewels. You, woman of God, are clothed with strength and dignity. And you will laugh without fear of the future. When you speak, your words will be wise. And you will give instructions with kindness. This day, we as the people of God stand and call you blessed. 
There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. You are a woman who fears the Lord, and for that you will be greatly praised. Your love has been ever patient and kind. Your love was never boastful or rude. Never once did your love demand its own way, but in each moment quietly surrendered for our good. Your love has kept no record of being wronged and rejoiced whether truth won out or not. Your love never gave up, never lost faith, and is always hopeful and enduring through every circumstance. Be confident of this. He who began a good work in you will bring it unto completion. You have given the capacity to nourish and bring life in the natural and in the spiritual. And for that, Heavenly Father, we say thank you for every single woman in this room, for every single woman that will listen to this message and is watching it over live stream right now. Thank you, God, for revealing your heart through the gentle love and affection giving, given through the heart of each of these women in this room. Now open your heart and your hands in just a position of posturing. I'm just going to this. Father, reward these women, these daughters of Jerusalem on this Mother's Day. God, bring forth a nation in a day. Bring forth something so profound on the earth as you raise up powerful women of God that have pushed down, that have been suppressed, that have been hurt, that have been broken, God, by the enemy. And we just say to all that commotion, you are already working for their benefit. God, vengeance against their enemies. Lord, your healing and your life is more powerful than any death blow that the enemy could bring. We thank you for the beautiful grace of God in this place. And the leaven of life that is being worked on the inside for our good. In Jesus' name.